everybody, welcome to episode 6, TV Dare. should really start um, before I start recording, like actually going back to the last episode and checking the number. Yeah, this is the, this is the fifth episode, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> the fifth episode of TV Dare. Night Court. The court is in session. Doing some radio voice there. Uh-huh. I am joined tonight on this dark, gritty New York courtroom evening by Katya Zanina. Hello. And Jimmy Sheaves. Evening, Your Honor. Do you uh do you like going by Jimmy? Is that has that ever happened before? Um uh, it's not happened before. No. Never, never in your life has anyone ever thought to call you Jimmy until right now. No, well, uh, well, maybe once or twice. Not that I can recall. Because um, see, my grandfather goes by Jim, oh. so he's kind of taken that one. Yeah, but that's Jim. He doesn't add the extra M Y yeah. at the end. Jimmy. I guess not, but you know, it'd just be confusing. Yeah. I'm confused. Confused just talking I'm, to you. I'm so confused. It, is it that yeah. maybe people just don't think you seem like a Jimmy? Yeah, I guess um, you, you'd you'd have to have some kind of like levity, like you know, you'd have to have some spark of humor in <laughs> you, your personality, which you I completely lack. You don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a wet blanket. No, I'm extremely dour. Dour, yeah. James. James. I don't think I um I don't think I smiled during the entire ten year span of two thousand to two thousand ten. Did you smile or did you crack a smile at all while watching Night Court? I did, but I regretted it. <laughs> so the the episode tonight is actually um I I've been wanting to talk about Night Court. I don't really know why. Um but it's actually the uh the inspiration for the the TV Dare theme song, which is a really bad, uh, <laughs> really bad uh, remix of the Night Court theme, as maybe some people know. Um, I, it's one of those things that I kind of meant as being a little bit tongue in cheek because it, it's like obviously kind of kind of obnoxious, but um, I'm not sure if that's that's come through and people are just like, oh, this is really bad, and I can't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys like the the Night Court theme song? Um, it's, it's, it's very silly, isn't it? Yeah. It's whimsical. It's whimsical, but it's kind of jazzy too, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like the video that goes with it as well. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, I feel nostalgic about it, even though I was not born at yeah. the time. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. The truth is, even though I lived in, I lived through most of the '80s. I only, I only missed um, 1980 and a little bit of 1981. Um, 
but it's just it's been so long that it's like it barely even registers as a, a real experience anymore it's like so night court is an american situation comedy that aired on nbc from january 4th 1984 to may 31st 1992 the setting was the night shift of the manhattan Mu- municipal court criminal court part two presided over by a young unorthodox judge harold t harry stone played by harry anderson the series was created by comedy writer Reinhold Weege, who had previously worked on Barney Miller in the 70s and 80s. So that's I stole that from um, Wikipedia. Right. Th- I thought so I is g- it? Sorry. Sorry, is it night court just because it, it was shown like a, a, in the evening at night time? Or do the events happen actually at night in that court? That's a good they, question. Like, it, it does happen <laughs> at night. Why? I think um, because there are just so many cases to handle in New York um, that they have to do uh, a night shift, basically. is The the carriage of justice sleeps for no man. Yeah, and I actually uh, looked it up because I wasn't sure if it was a real thing or not. And I, actually, I have a story about this um, because my brother had to pay like a parking ticket or something uh-huh. and he got like a like a summons to do it for some reason i forget the details i won't i won't get into the details but mm-hmm. this it said like 8 p.m on it and he was like okay well it must be night court <laughs> <laughs> so uh he showed up at like 8 p.m and that it was closed and it was like, <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, night court isn't a real thing, apparently. And it was just a typo. It was an AMPM typo. But um. But it actually is a real thing. But it it, this, it, uh, it appears that it is actually a real thing. But I think it's and as a result of that, he was held in contempt of court and is in jail to this day. Yeah, he's he was imprisoned. I'm going to the Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> but um. No, it is a real thing, but is not apparently in Boston. It is a real thing in New York. Well, because it's the city that never sleeps. According to um, the New York Post, dozens of jurisdictions nationwide hold some court sessions at night, but Manhattan Criminal Court occupies a unique spot in the public's imagination thanks to TV's Law & Order and Night Court, not to mention arraignments of real-life notable... Notables ranging from rapper Sean Diddy Combs to French politician Dominique Strauss-Kahn. Remember he, uh, oh. did he kill that maid? Or did he, oh, oh no, he her. raped her. Right? Yeah. This That's is, right. we're off to a really hilarious start here with this, this, mm-hmm. this, this rape anecdote. Let's just move, let's just move on. Let's move on. James, come <laughs> on. The I'm court- sorry. The court handles more than 100,000 arrests a year, averaging for about 70 to 90 cases during the 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. night session. And that doesn't count people who got summonses, let alone New York City's four other boroughs. And that's where I stopped copying the uh, article. So they stop at 1 a.m.? Yeah. Apparently, according, okay. to, according to this one article in, in the New York Post. What babies? I wake up at 1 a.m. Yeah, but that's you're just waking up in in the middle of the night for in, insomniac reasons, or like for a snack. Yeah, I don't tend to eat 
at night. I didn't used to, but lately I've been waking up hungry. Right. Yeah. Should okay, I yeah, should I tell your dietitian? I don't have one. Oh. Should I um get you a dietitian? If you could, yeah. Set that up. All right. I know a guy. All right. Is he uh local? Because an Australian, this could be a problem. Yeah, his his name's Jimmy. Jimmy, the um, replacement quarterback for Tom Brady on the New England, New England Patriots is named Jimmy, because Tom Tom wow. Brady has a a four game suspension going into the the, the um, twenty sixteen twenty seventeen uh, season. Uh huh. And his name is uh, that's fascinating. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy the Goat, greatest of all time, probably. So, um, sorry, you were saying that was interesting, right? Yep. Okay. Greatly. He's a, he's a hunk too. You know, Tom Brady's a bit of a hunk. Um, but well, the football players, they, they tend to be built, don't they? Uh, well, I mean, they, they tend to be like fairly muscular, but they, they, they tend not to be like traditionally like attractive, like, like, a, you know, the model type, but Tom Brady, he's like a model. You know, uh huh. And he's married to Giselle Bunchen. He's what? 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 He's married to the supermodel, Giselle Bunchen. Oh, oh, right. The yep. Walks. Yep. Didn't start walking. Kept walking. She wouldn't. She, yeah, she no. So far, she walked for the Rio Olympic Games. She's a she's an Olympic catwalk walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have we lost everybody? The whole audience has already tuned out, haven't they? Everybody turned off the um, podcast. I've, I've, I've actually tuned out, I'm afraid. The panel has tuned out. The audience has tuned out. So I guess we can say whatever we want now, but where before we were sort of yeah. reserved, right? Okay, good. Well, it's night court. Anything goes. Yeah. So night court is apparently real. I actually had a little th- theory before I figured out that it was real that maybe maybe this is occurring in an alternate dimension where there is no sun. Ah, like kind of like dark no, city. no sun at all. Yeah, like dark city. Yeah, like like that. Maybe the Earth is just flying through space, and it's heated by like technology. You know. Nice. Or maybe it's like uh, just closer to the pole. Basically. Oh, like in so uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's Most, like like yeah, get half a year. And, uh, and, uh, that'd be a, night, that'd, that'd be a night good court uh, night night court reboot would be yeah like like if yeah if it's like in Alaska or somewhere where, where it's just night for a long time. That'd be really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like night court slash northern exposure. Which you guys probably don't even yeah. know what that is, right? Uh, what is it's that? a television show about the North. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I wouldn't watch that. No, it's, I, I experienced that in my real life. But so it's like, why would I do that? But it's like <laughs> on a different um, hemisphere than you. Is it a hemisphere or is it? What are you talking about? It's in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, well, what's the other ver- word for it? Like. Because like it's the hemisphere is the top and the bottom. What's the like the left and the right? Um, uh, uh, there's still hemispheres. It's just uh, the other way around. This sidey and that sidey. That yeah, it's it's on the other that that sidey. Katya. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it very different? Is snow somehow 
No, but I mean, culturally, it's it's hugely different. You know, there's like like Sarah Palin and uh, but you can Mounties, yeah, and Mm. uh, gravy fries. Mm. So Night Court um, is about a Night Court. The judge is Harry Anderson. So Harry Anderson features prominently in the um, early acts of Homestuck, and I should mention that because I feel like you know ninety nine percent of my listener base is is only listening because of my affiliation with Andrew, um, my blood affi- <laughs> blood affiliation with Andrew. Um, so did you were you guys familiar with um, with with Harry Anderson through uh, Homestuck. I was familiar with Harry Anderson. I don't know what Homestuck is. Okay, you don't read Homestuck. Um, uh, I'm not familiar with reading either. Okay, what about you, Katya? Did you um ever do any independent research on um the author of the Wise Guy book from the first chapter of of Homestuck? I think I probably googled him because I had no idea who that was. Yeah. But it wasn't very interesting to, right. you know, actually get into it. He, I have to say that seeing his photos throughout, like the house, was mm-hmm. pretty creepy. Yeah, that was a creepy experience. Yeah, the the, the um, first uh, act of Homestuck had a very uh, sort of a haunting tone, sort of just lots of, lots of mysterious things happening around this house. Desolate yeah. tone. Yeah, very desolate. I don't pronounce it like that. I say desolate, but I just wanted to follow, kind of like follow suit there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Harry Anderson, prior to to um, Night Court, was a frequent uh, guest on Saturday Saturday Night Live, where he did sort of comedy magic shows, and um, he was also a guest, a recurring guest star on Cheers. And he play, uh, played another character also named Harry, but his name was in that show was Harry the Hat. And he was a, um, he also did sort of the magic comedy shtick, but he was also a, a con man in that, uh, in that series. Which, Extra bonus. And to, to, to be honest, uh, magicians generally are sort of more or less con men. I mean, that's their job is to trick you into thinking they're doing magic. Um, so it's sort of the, in and the same. And steal your watch. Sorry. And steal your watch. Yeah, and steal your watch. And it's funny. Bastards. Sometimes they give it back. So do you it's think? A shitty um, watch. Do you think Mr. Anderson um, is one of those types that uh, needs to have every single one of his characters have the same first name as him? Because otherwise, he just won't know who's talking to him. Like you know, they'll. They'll say the character's name, and and he won't he won't even pay any attention because it's not his name. Sort of like in that episode of The Simpsons where they were trying to put Homer into the witness relocation program, and they they couldn't teach him his new name. Yeah, that would have been a good uh, gag to reference if I'd uh... like. What was his name? Like Harry, Mister Thompson, Mister Homer Thompson, or. It's like when I look at you and say, hello, Mr. Thompson, and step on your foot three <laughs> times, just nod. <laughs> and then I, I think he's talking to you. 
<laughs> I'm Homer. Um, no, I don't think so. I think he seems like a pretty clever guy. Um, I think it's just one of those names that, uh, like he, you know, it's like a cute name. So why not keep using it? Indeed. So, uh, sorry. Um, were you going to say something? I was going to say, why not? <laughs> You're just going to fill the silence with some noises. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, there's some other uh, characters. So the as I as I mentioned, there's some some uh, there's a lot of uh, turnover in the first three seasons of uh, of Night Court. Um, the public defender role that's ultimately played by Marky Post, very famously, um, changed hands three times prior, with a total of four actresses. Um, the first there was a um, a completely separate one in the pilot named Gail Strickland, who played Sheila Gardner. Um, mm-hmm. Then she was replaced by somebody named Paula Kelly, uh, who played with Liz Williams in the first season for the first uh, 10 episodes. And then she was replaced by somebody named Ellen Foley, who played Billy Young in the second season. And then Marky Post took over in the third season. Mm-hmm. So, and also, um, Ellen Foley was a romantic interest for Her- for Harry Stone. A- and as it turned out, Marky Post also was a romantic interest, as was the uh, female judge that guest starred in this episode. So, I, I it, mm-hmm. we'll get into this, but it, it just seems like everybody gets to be a romantic interest for everybody else in... 80s workplaces yeah it, it's there seems to be no concept of uh the idea that uh, men and women can just be friends or have yeah. a professional relationship or have yeah, mutual respect as as co-workers <laughs> and and not it's just like just because you have a certain type of genitalia me, doesn't necessarily mean like I need access to it at some point. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's like such a, a primitive, <laughs> primitive way of going through life where it's like, I just can't, I just can't control myself, but I'm maybe I'm, maybe I'm just too, too professional. You know what I mean? Maybe I oh, just, maybe, maybe you should, maybe you should loosen up around <laughs> your, your female coworkers. I think we should, we should give we it a try. We should stay away from, from that topic. But I mean, in truth, I, I mean, it's, it sounds like I'm just being like a prude, but I, I feel like I, I you know, at, at, at work, I, there's like a partition in my mind between, with, between those worlds. And it's, it's an appropriate partition to maintain because it's, it's, it's one of maintained of, out of respect and, and uh-huh. professionalism and, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's generally inappropriate in almost all situations. Maybe just like a desire to not utterly fuck up the place that you. It's have not, to but it's not that. But day. it's not even just that. It's like it's like come on, like grow up, you know. But apparently they just hadn't yet fully grown up in the eighties. Yeah. I, I blame the hairstyle. Yeah, it's true. Like, you cannot you cannot control yourself or give any respect to a person with that hairstyle. You know, it's very That's attractive. True. Are you talking about um, Marky Post or the judge? The female judge in this episode. Uh, the, the public defender. I think everyone. It's just a generally <laughs> 80s yeah. hairstyle, you know. Yeah. Um, Christine Sullivan, 
who is played by Marky Post, has um, very 80s hair. It looks sort of like a jellyfish. Sort of like poofy on the top with like tendrils in yeah. the back. And oddly enough, um, I don't know if you're going to do a like a synopsis of the episode, but it seems to like remain perfect even after she's been through several prison showers. That's true. Deloused. Yeah, we. Uh, I was thinking maybe so just a very. Do you, do you think that's a wig? No. Just a wig? No, it's that's. Mm, I don't know. No, that's legit. That's real hair. You couldn't even make a wig like that. You tried. I, like, even though there's actually a wig tell, that looks just like that in this this very episode. But yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, uh, well, Juliana Margulies was wearing a wig for the entire run of The Good Wife, and you you would hardly ever be able to tell looking at her. But isn't isn't that more of a a weave? No, I think it's a wig. Okay. How do you know that she was wearing a wig? Because she said in interviews, I was wearing a wig. It makes sense because um, when they do flashbacks in the later seasons, they just roll out the wig from the earlier seasons and <laughs> have her wear that. She's instantly, uh, you know, back there again. Did you ever watch um, Dexter? Um, yep. There's a, there's a in the earlier seasons of Dexter. Tell me Michael C. Hall wears a wig. He well, he wears a wig to look like a teenager. In, in some of the early flashbacks oh. in the earlier seasons. And it's like it's like this, uh-huh. you know, 30, 35 year old man with sort of a fairly like, you know, maybe pushing 40, uh, uh-huh. but with like this big poofy hair wig that make, it's, I guess it's supposed to make him look young, which it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to look that up now. Yeah, look up Teen Dexter. Although there's an actor that plays Teen Dexter at various points too. So I guess young Dexter. Hmm. You might also get. Um, oh yeah, Dexter. I see it. It's like a, um, like a mop thing, like like kind of Justin Bieber. Yeah. Does he look young? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you Google to find that so our our listeners can? Uh... Um, Dexter flashback. Dexter flashback. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> like like thirty eight. Look, thirty-eight. Okay, sorry. The sister in a wig as well. Another, anyway, another tangent. Yeah, his. I mm-hmm. really, uh, really hated his sister in that series. By the way, just so obnoxious. Okay. Yeah, is that a hot take? Too hot? Uh, no, I didn't see that much of the series to to be able to it's, pass it's, judgment. It's not very good on supporting characters. So, okay. um. After, so there's also a prosecutor who the role did not change hands, but it was played by John Larroquette, the great John Larroquette. Dan, he plays Dan Fielding. Um, so he he's uh, kind of a, a lech. He's a very kind of um, sex-obsessed, narcissistic man. Um, I kind of thought, at the I, when I watched this when I was a kid, I kind of thought that was like he was sort of the quintessential the everyman, but, um, like the, <laughs> and I, 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 maybe that's true. I don't know. But I, I think, I think I, I maybe mis- misunderstood the extent to which, um, sort of the, this type of like slick eighties guy was like a total, uh, pervert. Um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been watching this show when I was a kid. It's very uh, racy, very oh, racy. Yeah. 
But I mean, I saw every episode, you know, I was like six, six or seven. And yet you barely remembered it. Well, I mean, come on. Barely remember most things. Barely remember last week. <laughs> Me either. There was a, actually, there was a plot line where Dan, um, I highlighted this because I thought it was interesting. So Dan had like a, 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 um, a homeless friend that was a recurring character that mm-hmm. then eventually um, died in the show. And it turned out that he was wealthy. One of these like eccentric wealthy people that just lives like a homeless mm. person. Yeah, that happens. And he got really excited because he thought that he was going to inherit all of the guy's money. But it turned out instead that he set up a foundation for for Dan to run to um, give away the money to uh, worthy causes. And I highlighted this because it's, it's exactly what happened in um, Seinfeld after uh, Susan died. Right, yeah. To George. So I'm not sure if they um, remembered this and used the same story point or sort of saw it and forgot or if it's just a total coincidence but i just thought it was interesting interesting to note because like you know george killed his wife with toxic um wedding invitations and then um she turned out to be like very wealthy and they set up a foundation for that george was supposed to run to give away all all of the money that would have have been his if he hadn't murdered his wife (laughs) um Katya, do you have any uh, input here or on, on anything in general? Well, I, I can only say that that's a very creepy character, I guess. Dan? Um, John Larroquette? Yeah. Did you think um, he was But funny? I looked up... Uh, I looked up... Um, <laughs> kind of, I guess. Kind of funny and pathetic in one. Yeah. You know, uh... Uh, but I looked up the the actor, and he looks pretty good. I have to say, you know. Yeah, he's and still uh, he's still active. He's in, I think. Yeah, in, he's in top five thousand, I guess names on IMDb. So well done. Oh, that's I didn't even know that was a thing. That's cool. Yeah, he um he had yeah. his own show called the uh, John LaRiquette Show for a while, which was, I think it was sort of underrated. It was like a maybe kind of a cult hit. Um, he was in Stripes with Bill Murray. Did any either of you see Stripes? Stripes. I've seen Racing Stripes. No, that's the zebra horse movie, right? Yeah. No, that wasn't. That's not yeah. it. It's different. I think he was in like a um, like a Law and Order spinoff. Oh, one of the million ones of those. Yeah, am I wrong about that? John Larroquette? Yeah. Uh, not that I recall, but I guess my knowledge of Law and Order is, is a little patchy. Yeah. He was in uh, Richie Rich. He was in Star Trek okay. 3, The Search for Spock. Did he play a Klingon? I don't know. He looks. <laughs> doesn't really look like a Klingon. Who did he play in Richard Rich? Uh, I think he played the the antagonist. Mm. He, I I never saw Richie Rich, but I it looks like he 
is tied to the hood of Richie Rich's car. That's a shame. Presumably murdered by Richie Rich, and get he's going to get away with it. Richie Rich had he a... He probably thought he could get rich, but... <laughs> he was probably he some, get the money. <laughs> somehow trying to steal Richie Rich's money. This is this is really sad. Uh, Richie Rich had a forty million dollar budget and a thirty eight million dollar box office. Oh dear, not so rich after that. Yeah, negative two million dollars. Yeah. I feel like it was a pretty popular film here. Well, I mean, thirty thirty eight million dollars ain't bad, but if you spend forty, you're gonna it's pretty have, bad. You're gonna have a hard time. You're gonna have yeah. a bad time, man. I think uh, it probably made a a, a hefty profit after uh after on the fact video. on video but they don't they never count that no um so john larroquette uh i was talking to my wife carrie about night court and uh, actually she she sort of watched the episode with me i i didn't watch it until this morning very early so that's we both cheating sleep. well I, there was a there was an issue and actually katya saved the day Mm-hmm. Because I had, um, let's, let's say, bought a uh-huh. version of it <laughs> that turned out not to work correctly. So I thought... Yeah. I, Issues with the DRM. Yeah, and I had thought that we were going to have to cancel this, but Katya actually um, was able to find a version at some point that she bought. She bought it. She bought, the, she bought it. From I think it was from like the, the... the so Region legal marketplace for these things mm-hmm. um and that's mm-hmm. and then i i paid her for it which she sent to the um the rights holder yeah directly to <laughs> harry anderson's hip pocket <laughs> she evenly distributed it to all the actors and production people mm-hmm. so um how why was it why, why were we talking about this i forget Oh um, right, we watched. Uh, so you only watched it t- t- today. Yeah, I only watched Sorry? it a, a, a little bit ago, and I was half asleep. But um, I was talking to uh, my wife about it, and she said that she thought that uh, when she was, you know, she, when she was a kid and watched this, she thought that um, Dan was uh, was dreamy. She was. She found. The, him, she found him attractive. The prosecutor. Yeah. Well, he okay. looks good. Isn't he sort of greasy though? Well, I don't know. You like know, in demeanor? It takes it takes all kinds, you know, to make a world, James. So. Different different strokes for different folks. Different strokes for different folks. Which is a different TV show from the eighties, which we won't be watching. I mean, you guys can oh, okay. independently if you want. I just just not not that interested in it. So we're almost through the cast here. Jesus, this is ridiculous. This is like I gotta pick up the pace. With this stuff. We were like, mm-hmm. this last thing we did, uh, what was the last, <laughs> the last, the alpha episode we did, I, I think we were like 30 minutes in, and I was still like, okay, after the credits, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pick up the pace. So, um, bailiff, the bailiff, uh, the male bailiff is played by Ma- uh, Richard Maul. Uh, the character's name is Bull Shannon. Apparently, his uh, actual first name is Nostradamus. <laughs> I don't know why. Nice. Don't know why. Um, but he's just sort of like a big, uh, 
big lug. Um, kind of a strange character, but I think he's he's pretty funny. Not much else to say about him. So we get to um, Roz. It's played by Marsha Warfield in the fourth season. She's the female bailiff. But there are actually two previous bailiffs. The first was uh, Selma Diamond, who was a bailiff in season one of two. She was played by Selma Hacker, and she was a chain smoker, and she died of lung cancer in oh. season two, during during season two. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it's pretty sad um, and ironic because her last name was Hacker. Actually, that sorry, that's the character's name, and she was a chain smoker, so that that might actually be an intentional like pun. But um, she's even smoking Wait. in the opening credits. So the was the character written out and dead, or the actress actually died? The actress actually died. Yeah. Okay, that's a shame. But I think she was also written it's out. It's just too bad. And she was replaced by Florence Halep, who played Florence Kleiner. And she also died of also lung cancer. Oh. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, so that we had we lost two night court, night court bailiffs to lung cancer. And and she was You're replaced. You're not kidding about the high turnover on this show. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Do but, you think maybe it's cursed? Maybe it has nothing to do with smoking. I, well, maybe they they use that as an excuse. I guess. I mean, are you saying that maybe smoking doesn't cause cancer and it's all curses? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, she smoked a lot. She was a chain maybe smoker. Just be, yeah, but maybe being a night court kind of facilitate it. Well, Harry, Harry yeah, Anderson's fine, although he up. he was forced to flee um, New Orleans after Hur Hurricane Katrina, so. I don't want to say sure that's a, it's it's a I don't know if it's a causal thing, but that did happen. So it should be that to a curse. Yeah. So okay, so night court the night court curse caused Hurricane Katrina is what you're saying, James. Yeah. Okay. And that's what you're saying too, Katya. Of course. It causes it caused cancer you can and hurricanes. Legally for these types. Okay. Yep. I wanted to be on record, you know. It, for like any future job mm -hmm. interviews you might have or you know those mm -hmm. kinds of things so um yeah bush did 9-11 well yeah it's obviously um so the the court clerk in the first season was played by karen austin and play play a character named alana wagner who was in originally intended to be the romantic interest for Harry Stone. Again, and that would be it would have been a lot more inappropriate because that's like a direct subordinate. So that's completely insane. Mm -hmm. Um but she left um and was replaced by Charles Robinson who played Macintosh, quote Mac Robinson, mm -hmm. who was uh easygoing, pragmatic Probably the most normal character, good sense of humor, and he was a Vietnam veteran and married a, a Vietnamese refugee. His character in the show, I mean. Okay. Yep. 
so that's the cast that's the cast in night court um do you guys did you guys get all that you're able to follow that oh sorry and Roz yeah uh, I've written it all down the 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 current the fourth fourth to ninth season uh female bailiff has played is Roz Russell and she's a she's she's sort of a no no nonsense african-american woman um fearsome so as it says in this uh Hmm. wikipedia description sharp-tongued and unfriendly this is all gonna be on the test right (laughs) (laughs) god you were saying you were saying something it must it was gonna be good I was saying that she didn't. She didn't. She didn't look that way to me. Oh well, I think. Uh, I think her character continues to develop. Um, you know, this was early going for Roz, and she was probably a little spooked because the uh, role didn't have a good track record to that point, in terms of like survivability. Mm. Um. Yeah. So an interesting thing to note about. Yeah, so she was note, checking herself. Um, whoa. <laughs> Um, we can note for the for the bailiff characters, uh, the the male and female bailiffs seem to get along just fine without uh, rooting each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're 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 an interesting duo. Uh, Katya, did you want? Did you have something yeah, to add? So we should all learn from their example. No, let's let's just get into the episode because it, it was uh, one hell of an episode. Oh, it was a hell! It was a hell of an episode. Mm-hmm. So the episode I selected yeah. for this podcast was um, I, I selected it fairly arbitrarily. Did I get into this yet, or did I say this offline? I think I said it offline. Oh, I, offline. F- I figure you're just gonna edit that in anyway. Uh, I probably won't. But basically, oh, okay. I just I just was looking for like a good, an allegedly good episode based on some very very cursory Google searches, and this one came up, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, in hindsight, I wish I had picked an episode that featured either Yakov Smirnov, which I think he's in one episode, or Brent Spiner who had a who who had a recurring role, but I I didn't think of it in time. So this is the episode we went with. And it was fine. I don't know if it's like tonally the most like all encompassing episode, like a, the best example, because we start and we at the at the beginning of the the episode, um by the way it's called um Contempt of Courting the eighth episode of the fourth season of night court the 65th overall episode and we begin the episode with a there's a replacement judge um which is a woman named i don't know because i didn't write it down but she it's a judge gardner sure that can be it and she's got like really wild mm-hmm. '80s hair, like frizzy, bleach blonde, poofy. She's like the she's like the the um, quintessential like '80s bombshell. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> kind of Cindy Crawford sort of look. Yeah, yeah. Although Cindy Crawford was a brunette, probably still is. I'm I'm. Am I remembering the same character? I thought she was she had kind of darkish hair. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. not really blonde. Maybe she, was it like a dirty blonde? Okay, maybe I just am uh, not remembering 
yeah. properly. I feel like she had like highlights, it's maybe. Yeah, there's highlights in there. But I don't think Cindy Crawford had like frizzy hair, did she? Gonna be honest with you, Byron. I don't really know what Cindy Crawford looks like. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um. So yeah, so there's, so there's a we we open the episode with uh with with a with a replacement judge and um. I think somebody's getting sentenced mm-hmm. to like some time for like prostitution or something, and then they bring a Miss um, Kitty. Miss Kitty. That's her mm-hmm. name. Good catch. Did you write yeah, that down? Yeah, that was a joke. I uh, was it? I, I don't. I I just remember. I don't. I don't get it. No. What was the joke? I thought the joke was she looked like she was a prostitute, but she was charged with soliciting prostitution. Oh. That's right. Or maybe I was that. Was that it? I mean, that's not really funny. But <laughs> but isn't solicitation pro- like can a prostitute be charged with soliciting because she's causing somebody he or she is causing somebody to solicit it? Or is that a different? Sounds word? a little roundabout, doesn't it? You you you'd just uh, charge them with prostitution, wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know what the law says. I don't know very much about law in general, to be honest. <laughs> I find it, I mean, I find legal legal uh, writing very difficult to read. Um, I, I tend to have to double back and reread sentences three or four times in like legal forms and things like that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done a, like one of this, the, like a series law podcast like this, not knowing enough about yeah, law. It's, it's... It's really a hardcore um, uh, law show that we got on our hands, so you really should have, uh, you know, gotten up with that stuff. I don't think I ever could, though. Like, that's the problem. It's like a fundamental failure of my my mind. Um, well, I can tell you something from, from my uh, knowledge of law. The uh, defense counsel was really behaving unprofessionally here, and it's little wonder that she was held in contempt. Right, yeah. I mean, she approaches the bench, and then, you know, the the judge has ruled, but she demands that, oh, no, no, you, you, oh, but just give, give me one sec, judge, and then, uh, you know, she says one more word, and I'll hold you in contempt, and then, she, you know, she keeps talking back, and then yeah. the fine just keeps, like, it's, it's, like, she'd be disbarred. Like, well, she deserved I mean, to. To be fair, though, I mean, the, she did go to jail. She did, and the, the, the sentence, like, seemed a little harsh, perhaps, mm-hmm. because, I mean, you know, why do you need to hold her anything more than, like, like overnight? Like I don't know. I mean, the, the priest got a $25 like was... fine for decapitating parking meters. It seems like that would oh, have yeah. been more severe. It's pretty lenient. But so that's actually the first uh, sort of beat of the story is that, that, that this is what causes this argument between... Um, uh, Christine, the public defender, and this replacement mm-hmm. judge, Judge Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's defending. Eve. Sorry, go ahead, Katya. Eve. Eve is her name. Eve. Eve. Is it Eve Gardner? We're not on first name terms with her honor, though. So. No, we are. We are because we get learn it later. Like Yes, but Byron, there's certain standards of decorum that you have to follow in a courtroom. 
but we see her out of a courtroom setting at certain times. But like out in, of her judge's robe. Yeah, in in but in judge's chambers, that's st- that probably that's still the rule still applies, right? Yeah, well, I wouldn't risk it. Yeah. So Eve Gardner is probably her name. It's palindrome, yes. but except it for is, the Gardner part. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Mar- uh, Christine gets into this argument because the so this priest was apparently cutting the tops off of parking meters in front of his church because um, his parishioners were not able to park there and they were elderly and they had to walk um it was mm-hmm. it, it was funny they put that in it was like they didn't quite have the courage to make this priest look bad on tv so it was like it had to be like a high-minded thing and the, and then um dan made a funny joke about <laughs> him getting a little hot under the collar <laughs> uh-huh. and then he immediately started like bowing forgive me your holiness crosses himself and yeah. Hail Marys. No, I laughed out loud. That was, I thought that was humorous. I found that funny. Um, but but being I, a, I found it to be sorry. I found go. it to be one of the many unnatural things that uh, the characters do in this episode. Well, the, this program. He, generally. Here's here's the thing about the show is it started out with a kind of a trying to be a little bit realistic and gritty, and then gradually or maybe not so gradually, sort of turned into almost like a naked gun style slapstick show. Yeah. So I think that that gets more pronounced the later it goes. And right here is where the season, I think is where it actually starts sort of delving into that territory. Um, just to give you an example, there is an episode guest starring Wiley Coyote. Oh, <laughs> the cartoon character. He's he's hmm. actually animated. He's in the courtroom, and he's on trail for, on trial for harassing uh, the Roadrunner. Okay. So, as you can see, it's 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 kind of ridiculous, um, and I think that's actually what makes it a a, a pretty good show, in my opinion. But well, I don't think harassment is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous that there would be an, an animated character in like a reality situation. You know what I mean? Dan, I think you're you're misunderstanding. Okay. Yeah, me. I guess. It's a good thing we this is a failure well, to I just, communicate. I just don't want to excuse Wiley Coyote's actions. I don't want to you know normalize that sort of behavior. I think it's very detrimental to to roadrunners. Well, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's I think you're you're misunderstanding also because I mean this is this is nature. You know, I mean this is the coyote doesn't know any better but to hunt a roadrunner and frankly he doesn't have an alternative. You know, coyotes only eat roadrunner. So what else is he supposed to eat? I guess I didn't think of that. Yeah. So. um the priest confesses to the crime, kind of an inversion of the traditional role of the priest. <laughs> oh. Thanks. Thanks for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Um, and even though he's like, he, I, he gets a really lenient, frankly, fine, maybe $25, it's probably like 75 bucks in today's dollars. Still, not that big of a deal yeah. for like, you know, which sounds like a pretty serious crime to me. Um, yeah, there'd be like hundreds of dollars of uh, of 
you know, municipal revenue that, that it would take to fix. Yeah. 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 Um, if not thousands, maybe millions, depending on how crooked the people are that are doing it. You know what I mean? They could take a little, little taste. So, um, so we haven't even gotten to the credits yet. Uh, <laughs> so the, uh, so this is where Margie posts, Christine gets kind of worked up because it's, she's felt like the judge was sort of rushing, but she wasn't really because the guy confessed and it was pretty straightforward and it wasn't even that yeah. harsh a sentence. So she just kind of gets into a fight. Yeah, like, now I think this is a, this is a little bit sexist, maybe a lot. Because I think oh, that the reason okay. they're fighting is because they're both women, and they're sort of just portraying like this sort of territorial cat fight, and also that they both seem to have some romantic entanglements with Harry Stone. In this case, I think Christine doesn't isn't quite aware of it yet, but um, just in in terms of the uh, the I story, was the judge because she hadn't met him yet, right? But like I I think just for the benefit of the of the viewers. You know, in in high, it's almost maybe like a post facto thing. You know what I mean, like a hindsight uh-huh. thing, where it's like uh-huh. sort of like these two potential love interests for our for the male protagonist having this this cat right. fight. You know, and it's like totally inappropriate, of course, because one is a judge, it's very respectable and um, yes. hard hard won position, and one is a, a public defender, which is also very respectable and and uh, hard won position, and 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 fact that they're both women that requires requires uh one a position that requires deference to a, a, a judge's judgment right exactly it is in the nature of the role yeah so anyway did you guys think this was maybe see the uh, uh like a dog whistle sexism here yeah i thought um, so because <laughs> i like it certainly set off red flags for me just by you know opening the episode with this utterly ridiculous scenario of someone you know being totally unprofessional right but i mean like they did try to they did try to justify within the within the narrative as uh her being passionate about her job and her role and i think that sort of yeah is okay to an extent i think maybe they could have selected a better um better uh if you, if straw you, man here if you want to see that if you want to see that done properly then i'd say maybe watch season six of the good wife where where she has to go down to uh, uh bail court i've never uh never watched the, the good wife is it good it's it's must view legal television <laughs> actually i've uh, I, when i've never ever seen commercials I, i've always thought it looked pretty good I know it has uh, Mr. Big in it from uh, Sex and the City. It does. Yeah. Yeah. He got that name because he had right. a, a big penis, right? Is that the... I never actually watched Sex and the know, City I either. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the episode where they um, say that that's the reason for the name, but um, sure, I don't see why not. I, don't, I really don't know where I pick, up this in- pick this information up. You know, it's like I, I, I have no reason to know it. Like I've never watched Sex and the City. I just don't care at all about it. But it, I somehow I know Oops. that that actor played Mr. Big, and he got that name because he had a big mm-hmm. piece. 
Um, did you ever watch Sex in the City, yeah. Katya? I think I might have seen like a couple of episodes by accident. But I, I, yeah, like somebody was watching it. Yeah. When I was in the room, but I don't really know much about it, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I, I know that a lot a, of people uh, enjoy it. I think it's a snapshot yeah. of post two thousand eight financial crisis decadence. Well, hmm. that's that's the that's the the second movie. Sorry, I said pre. I meant pre pre two thousand eight financial crisis decadence. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I personally think that Carrie Bradshaw is the single most irritating character in all of fiction. Yeah. So do I'd you, probably just advise to not waste your time on that series. Do you feel that way about Sarah Jessica Parker in general, or is it just Carrie Bradshaw? Um, some of her other roles are kind of irritating in a similar vein, but like that particular role is just written so like annoyingly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, um, I'm I'm not a sexist though. Let Let's just get into the 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 very big picture for this episode. So, um. All right. It turns out, so so Harry Harry Stone comes back, and he's been on vacation, and he um, he puts in he tries to put in a word for Christine. Um, he's got like a glow in the dark necktie. For some reason, oh yeah, because he always wears like goofy stuff. He doesn't try very hard though. Like, if she's his friend, like you know, I'd hate to see what he does for people he doesn't care about well this is where i kind of thought this was actually a little bit redeeming because he had a great deal of deference to the rule the ruling of his um colleague judge eve gardner like he wasn't he wasn't like i'm the real judge here toots step aside i'll undo your verdict he was like look uh you know what I mean? Uh, maybe you could be a little bit lenient. She was like, "No." It's like, "Okay, I tried." Um, but he he takes forever to bring that up, though. Like, well, he's also like, of course, he doesn't very bring it up in the first meeting. Her. I don't think. He... Yeah. Katya, do you remember what um, Harry Stone's vacation was? Oh, it was very weird. <laughs> I I I feel like I didn't get half of it. <laughs> It was like cultural references, um, following some trails of so- so- something. Mel Torme. And it was Mel- oh, that was it as yeah. well. Yeah, Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog. The great musician. He w- he was following in the. Yeah, well, that was something else. He was following the trail of Mel Torme on his tour from like Chicago to Los Angeles, eating in every greasy spoon along the way the greasiest of spoons and he said he couldn't keep his food the food down because he was so excited and i think they were implying that the food was also kind of gross but uh, it was not a very good joke mm-hmm. so it was hard to understand where they were going with it um so that's got actually a big laugh, though. it got a huge laugh actually yeah never mind i was uh, we'll get to that later um i want i I thought it may be worth mentioning that that's one of his character traits for some reason. It's that he's just obsessed with Mel Torme 
Um, do you guys know who Mel Torme is? Oh, not a clue. Just a kind of a crooner from like the 50s. Okay. Somebody who can shatter a glass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that voice. His... Yeah. And pierce, pierce the flesh. He w he actually um, guest starred in this series a couple times, and he was also a prominent guest star in an episode of uh, Seinfeld, which was quite quite humorous, quite a humorous episode in my opinion. But we don't have to get into that here. We've, we're barely getting to talk about Night Court. Maybe that's for the best. <laughs> so um, Harry uh, tries to get. Uh, Christine off the hook, but ends up sleeping with um, the judge, Judge Gardner, instead. So, I wasn't sure quite how and to feel about this. It. Yeah, she proposed it. So that maybe that makes it a little bit less um, like sexual harassment, or at least in terms of uh, inverting the, uh, the 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 problematic elements of sexual harassment leading into the you know into the present day with the sort of male dominated workplaces mm -hmm. but at the same time I, I, I was i wasn't actually totally sure how ethical or unethical it would be for two judges to uh, have a relationship since there's no subordination involved yeah. right well you you wouldn't think there would normally be a prohibition but in this case there's a clear conflict of interest can you get into that a little bit because you you know more about law than i do because you watch the good wife <laughs> <laughs> um well he the whole reason that he approached her was to try and, uh, you know, achieve leniency for, for his for his buddy. Right, exactly. So you're right. There's a clear conflict so, of interest. you know, imagine if, you know, if she was some hardened criminal, you know. He's he's trying to sleep with her in order to convince her to give the hardened criminal a lighter, a lighter sentence. Yeah. And also, um, it turns out that he's harboring some secret feelings for friend who's also a public defender and that's an even clearer conflict of interest so i think that would be clearly um, very sure. unethical right oh yeah very <laughs> that's very um but it's sort of like it's like you know the, the... it's weird nobody sorry go ahead sorry uh nothing he n nothing he did kind of showing that he he had a crush on her he was not really trying to help her out of jail you know yeah, yeah. he was like oh i'll do that and then he comes back like i tried and 48 hours late yeah, just continually <laughs> yeah, I, fails to help her sorry sorry i slept with the judge i didn't even talk about your case <laughs> well, well yeah i mean the it's thing okay. is like if you press somebody like i guess they could potentially admit secret feelings to anybody under the right circumstances yeah. But it, it's sort of like, who, 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 even if even if he does have those feelings, like who cares? Why is it so important that that people have their feelings validated in re, in like reality? Like, it 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 it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. It's important for character arcs. It's it's not important. People people overrate the importance of their feelings of attraction for other people. Yeah. Universally, like who who sure. cares? Who cares who, who you cares? crush on? doesn't matter nobody no one cares it's like when like you know like uh, one of those creepy like guys on facebook like i've been wanting to tell you for years you know <laughs> <laughs> i know we just we're just friends 
but yeah, I have a friend who that happened to, and and um, she showed uh, her other friends, and and they just blocked her, uh, blocked him for her. Yeah, that's what you got to like, do. <laughs> don't respond, just block. Um, I thought the scene where Judge Gardner figured out this this crush was another instance of um, people just doing things that don't make any sense. Like that's that's not the way people act. You're not getting hot and heavy with the other judge, and then all of a sudden you go, "Oh, I can see it in your eyes. You have feelings for her." Yeah. Like it doesn't doesn't make any sense. Well, is it, is it, I guess it's sort the of the only explanation. Well, actually, yeah, there is an explanation, is it? And that explanation is the judge observed that uh, he was a man, right? And exactly. His, his co-worker Christine, in fact, a woman. It's it's so Im- impossible for him to have any real feelings of respect or ad- admiration for her that don't stem from a sexual attraction. Precisely. Completely impossible. Like like he could have no like sort of sisterly or co- collegial or just human respect for her that doesn't <laughs> somehow come from wanting to, to pro- procreate with her because that's her true function on this planet. Right, guys? Right, right. Okay. I just, uh, I feel like uh, even though that was pretty weird, it's a good strategy from Judge Eve Gardner <laughs> to just say, you know... <laughs> If you're into somebody else, just you know, um, go, you know, leave me alone, basically. Yeah, that's true. That's she's, true. She's thinking about herself. She's she looks like a woman who knows what she wants, and she doesn't want some dude who has a crush on somebody else. Yeah, very no nonsense. Okay, we slept together. That was very good. It yeah, was so hot. And to be yeah, fair, but... she she turned out to be correct because he had to admit to these these feelings. And at the end of the episode, he does admit them, but to a um, a transsexual, which was itself a joke, and of course, very in 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 hindsight, transphobic to just make a a joke. I thought it was just a, a guy with a mullet. No, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe it's this, maybe it's my I problem mean, now. Yeah, I mean, perhaps there was a transphobic joke, but I I, I figured like because like he had a beard, didn't he? Yeah, but he also I talked. I think it was in... more of a like a homophobic joke, I guess, because he oh, thought yeah, that yeah. was a woman, and that turned out to be a man. Right. Oh boy, that's gross. But there's, there's no, yeah, icky. But still, I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like he was wearing like a a wig, like a like he was like a um a transvestite at least. But I mean, I, I guess it doesn't matter. Am I am I just playing into the playing into the uh, the problem right here? Um, not enough information. I think the real problem was you could see that joke telegraphed from the second. Like I, I yeah. laughed yeah. before before the punchline. That, that was the that was the bit that made me laugh out loud and smile that I regretted. Yeah, because it was such an obvious joke that I saw it the second he opened his mouth. Yeah, and like, uh, it, why why was Christine suddenly sort of huddled in the corner? Uh, and sad, like she yeah. she never was doing that in any of the other scenes. She was sort of charging around like a like a caged puma, you know. <laughs> it was like her convenient that suddenly she's she has her her back to the the bars. That was another really a really bad joke where he was like, a rat and a cockroach walk up to a bar, and Christine's like, I don't have 
I don't feel like jokes right now, Your Honor. And he's like, no, literally, a rat and a cockroach which just walked up to the, one of the bars of your cage. I didn't, that, was, that wasn't very good. No. All right. So um, what are we missing from this episode? Is there anything uh, else? Was worth? there a subplot? Um, not really. Like the, like, I mean, 21 there minutes was time. Like, what was in there? There was also a bit that he didn't want uh, the rumors of his uh, affair with Judge Gardner to be spread yeah. around the courthouse. Mm. And it it happened anyway. It's not a subplot. It's just like yeah. part of what was going on, I guess. And we never found out how it got out. Like, how did he... How did the guy know? Uh, I think that um, Christine probably told um, the bailiffs because they kept hanging out with her in there. And then they mm. told Dan. And um, I think it just got around because they were, they were spending a lot of time with her in, j- in mm. jail. I don't know if like that's how it would work in reality that people just couldn't go in, get, go in and out of these like cells as they please. Um, yeah, perhaps not. But I think they're usually, Probably. yeah, is a like a good like a good a subplot for these episodes. So it's a shame that we didn't watch one that had a good strong subplot. <laughs> yeah, this may this wasn't. I mean, this is. I guess it was good. It just like probably wasn't the best night court episode to use as an example. Also, nobody listening to it is going to be able to find it. So it's like nobody's going to watch it. If anybody ever watches these things anyway, or listens to these podcasts, maybe for that some, matter. some some hardcore nightcore fans. Yeah, I mean it's ninety nine cents. Um, if you want to watch, if you <laughs> if you want to watch it on uh, YouTube, you you have to pay ninety nine cents for it. I think. Wow. Yeah. More than enough for all the sex jokes. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's like it's like which are most most of the episodes. But nobody even pays for pornography, so it's like, how can they be expected <laughs> to pay for Night Court? Oh, well, I, I, okay, yeah, no one, no one does that. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you're a Homestuck fan, you're a Homestuck fan who still doesn't know who Larry Anderson is. Yeah, that's true. Want to watch an episode of Night Court? Yeah, this would be watch good. Watch this one, pay ninety-nine cents. Good original research. I, Listen to our podcast. I've paid for Homestuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a mistake. It's free. It's a free Seriously, time. I have. I, I paid for that video game. Oh uh, yeah, coming soon. Yeah, when's that coming? Coming soon. Coming I don't. Soon. I don't have any inside information. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you have to be careful because, like, Reddit people will be onto you. Yeah, actually, I mean, we listening bring, to your every word. If we could hint somehow that there might be some inside information in this podcast, maybe more people would listen. Yeah. To it. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want. It would be a little bit tacky. Be lies. It would be a little bit. It would be tacky. Listen for more hive swap. <laughs> hot, <laughs> hot hive swap news. Dot. Byron show. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some money. Um. Yeah, and there's also like Homestuck merchandise that you bought too. Do you do? Can you do any cosplay, James? Uh, you know the answer. <laughs> 
I actually don't. I mean, I could guess. But I oh, don't, you don't? I don't formally. Yeah, there's, there's, there's pictures of me as Jake English plastered all over my Facebook. Oh, I'll have to. I haven't. I haven't really looked like. Why aren't you so? That's how you usually. That's I, how you usually look. I, I guess. just. I just didn't look at your Facebook very closely. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll go back and look more. Well, yeah, that's okay. You'll just do better next time around. Can't. Do you mind actually if I take one of those and put somehow incorporate it into the cover art of this episode? Um. Sure, but I have to look real good in it. <laughs> Uh, I may or may not do that. I'll, I'll get clearance for you before I do. I'll get clearance. It would probably be a, like a dreadful idea, but you know. I could blur your, pixelate your face out. Would that help? Use the me time effects. Yeah, actually. You, you, I think I, you did do some like uh, some Mitomo cosplay. That's, I could use that. Very different. I would still have to pixelate the face of your Mitomo though, because it's a spinning image. The only... The only licensed it's... merchandise that is available on Miitomo is is Mario. Yeah. I, so uh... the rest of it, you're just looking through the closet to see what you can get that looks close. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, maybe that's enough night court talk. What do you think? Oh, really? I thought we were just getting started. <laughs> it's, it's been like an hour and 18 minutes. Uh, granted, some of that was preamble and me checking to see if my house was burning down. But most of it was yeah. us getting to talk about, like, the first five minutes of Night, night Court and then sort of yada yadaing the rest of the episode. Because, you know, like, the, that's, that's the, the first five minutes were very interesting and the rest of it was, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We, gotta be, we gotta be prepared for the show. Yeah. Let's get into it. If you can find an episode yeah, of the John Larroquette show, maybe check it out. It was pretty funny too. Or cheers. Is Brent Spiner on it though? No. Maybe maybe Carrie yeah. knows some good videos of him. Yeah, some some good beefcake <laughs> videos uh, with John John Larroquette. <laughs> Save it on her computer. Yeah, like John Larroquette maybe. washes a car. You know, because he'd have to get I, like I would watch that. Get topless and soap up and like get soapy and get a hose. Like drink from the hose. Is, is this turning you guys on? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, do we have a, do we have like a hashtag for this episode? Um, is uh, do we have hashtags for TV there? I guess we can start. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I still don't. I still don't think any any listeners have ever used the hat one of the hashtags. The participants have. <laughs> I have. Yeah, but I, do I count as a listener? I'm still a listener. Well, if you participate and listen, you're still. I think that you technically are a listener, but you're also uh, uh, on the show. So, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, it, I, I'm. I will say at least the participants have used it because I think there were the episodes where even that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, you can yeah. count as a listener too if you want. By decree. All right. Right. Nana Visitor was the guest star. I wish we could have seen her episode. Um, which one is Nana Visitor again? Uh, from Deep Space Nine. Oh the, yeah, she's the uh, with the bridge of the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's what's what's her race called? Her species? Bajoran. 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 
Yeah, she's that, great. Uh, I I wanted to have her hair. Did you know that um, she married uh, the doctor from that in real yeah, life? Yeah, Alexander Siddig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Sweet story. Are they still together? Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe so, no. Oh, it's hard. But I think they're still friends. That's good. Because, I mean, I'm sure they still have to do, like, the Star Trek circuit together a lot, right? It's yeah, like, maybe. It's not like they have any other, like, prospects. Unless they were, like, get, they got office jobs. Although, I think Siddig... <laughs> Was in um, Game of Thrones, wasn't he? Yeah, he, um, played, he, uh, he's, he pops up all over the place. Yeah, he wasn't. He played the um, what's the guy? The guy in the poison place. I think it's poison. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler poison. He's spoilered. He gets spoiled to death. Maybe. Okay, I think I covered my tracks um. there. Who was uh, who was poison, Joffrey? Oh well, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, then I think it wasn't a real spoiler, and I won't now truly spoil it. Great. But sitting, I'm never gonna watch the. I'm never gonna watch the the Game of Thrones. I might read the books someday, but I'm never gonna watch it. Why not? Because too many people like it now. Yeah, but that's a bad Aww. reason not watch something if it's good maybe but some of the most boring people i know like it and that would make me feel boring if i watched it and but, then liked it but they, they 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 like it in spite of themselves you know they probably like it for the wrong reasons you could probably make that argument i don't know why they like it probably like because like, there's I like can't. there's breasts in it sometimes it's probably breasts related maybe buttocks there are exposed buttocks in every other episode like clockwork that's a pretty good reason to watch the show though yeah so uh the hashtag is um john uh, lara cat lara lara wet because he's washing the car. <laughs> i don't know how to spell that Car wash. Car wa wash my car, John. Larroquette. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be a 140 character hashtag. That's yeah, too long. It's too oh, long. I love this. Oh. How about you can, you can uh, split that into, I guess. How can you spell uh, it? Is for he on us? Twitter? John? Yeah, probably. In, I don't know. I mean, just like wash my car is one hashtag. And just yeah, okay, so two hashtags, <laughs> at John Larroquette, hashtag wash my car, okay? That's the hashtag. That's the hashtag. And with an at mixed in. Okay, I'm probably not going to do just it. just wondering but. if John Larroquette is actually on If Twitter. it's a John Larroquette fan Twitter, that works too. Make that oh, work. we have John La Rocket, who seems to be a different man. Is he on the Los Angeles Rockets, a fictional sports team I just made up? Um, um yeah. All right, La Rocket. Isn't Rocket a type of uh, I lettuce? I can't figure out what this guy's deal is at all. John La Rocket or John La Rocket? John LaRocket. Okay. Well, this is a, let's just say the oh, hashtag. He hasn't tweeted since 2011. Okay, he probably pa sadly passed away. Um, how about the hashtag 
Hashtag wash my car, John LaRiquette. One word. Okay, good. Got it. Done. Beautiful. Okay, guys. Yep, done. This has been a fun fun experience, fun time. I had fun. I hope you guys had fun, too. Uh, Night Court is done. We we don't have to return to the the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it means we'll miss Brent Spiner? Uh, I guess we could. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Seems like a lot I'll just of work. I'll just watch Independence yeah, Day on you, TV instead. Or you could just you could privately get those episodes yourself and just enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any uh any closing thoughts or plugs for the the mass mass audience? Plugs. Uh, everyone plugged their Tumblr that one time. I don't have a Tumblr though. I set up a Tumblr for Biopod. Yeah. I think it's tumblr.com slash biopod or something. I thought you said, like, didn't you try and host it there, but it was it didn't work? No, I tried to host it. Like, it was not a good solution? I hosted Biobot there for a while, but then I, that didn't work. But I just, oh. I just I'm trying to re, I just put, like, made it so that it automatically posted my, like, uh, SoundCloud posts on the Tumblr, too. Right. I yeah, also, I see it. Okay. Is it, does it have anything on it? Because I haven't even checked since I set it up. There's a there's a gif of Alf in a crystal ball. Oh, it sounds like it hasn't been accepting my like actually posting my stuff then I'll have to fix it. Well that's a shame, huh? Sucks. Is, I said it to do oh, that to Facebook is, too. Uh, the last one is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, I should have posted the other ones. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, and that's in fact the first one also. Stupid <laughs> idiot. SoundCloud. It's like I linked my Tumblr <laughs> account. I was like post the shit to Tumblr when I post it and it just doesn't do it. Yeah. Well, anyway, you can follow me on Tumblr at byropod.tumblr.com. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at John Larry Cat. <laughs> I don't post often. But how do you spell that? Is that Larry Cat or Larry Cat? Uh, John Larry Cat. <laughs> two R's, two T's. There's oh, a, okay, there's good. A, there's a Q in there too, right? Uh, there is a Q in it, yeah, and okay. uh, my profile picture is this kind of oldish man with a camera. That's me. All right, that's you. Um, that's fine yeah, for that I, to be I can you. also wash your car if uh, if you're in dire need of a car. 50 bucks. Being clean. For the shirtless. I will wash your car. Chiseled, shirtless John Larroquette hair wa- car wash. I was yep. just picturing like he had a hairy chest too. That's why I said hair wash. Okay, guys. <laughs> good show. Good good stuff. Good show. Um, uh-huh. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Checks in the mail. Don't spend right. it all in one place. Unless you want to. Free country. But we all live in. <laughs> Which one? They're all but, separate countries, yeah, but they're all like sort of free. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. I think Russia is the least of the free. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> all right, bye, guys. Ciao. Bye. Bye.